Welcome back to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and provide a foundation for understanding it, whether you're actually considering a procedure or you're just curious. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newhan, and in this season number four, you'll find a new approach, including interviews and covering a wide variety of subjects. But after you listen to this episode, I encourage you to go back and really explore the previous seasons as they are full of valuable information. You get to pick and choose what to learn about next. Season one covers common aesthetic or cosmetic surgery topics and skincare, while season two explains reconstructive surgery topics. Then season three goes over general questions about plastic surgery. Remember that this podcast reflects my experience and opinion, as well as those of any guest interviewed. It is not intended to provide medical advice, nor is it a substitute for a formal consultation with your physician. So stay tuned for this interesting journey we'll take together in the ever-expanding world of plastic surgery. Let's go. Technology in plastic surgery. What do we mean by that? And what technological advances have been made, both surgical and non-surgical, for face, yes, but also for body? In this episode, we answer those very questions and benefit from the insight of Dr. Jason Posner, a highly accomplished board-certified plastic surgeon with Sanctuary Plastic Surgery in Boca Raton, Florida. He fills us in on the latest cutting-edge devices available and often has had a hand in developing them, devices which are aimed at providing better outcomes with less downtime and discomfort. Who wouldn't want that? Let's take a listen to that conversation. Well, Dr. Jason Posner, thank you so much for being with us today. You are truly a plastic surgery icon, and we're just thrilled to have you here for the listeners. And today we're going to talk about new technology in plastic surgery. You might hear a little screaming. I hope it doesn't come through. I have a bunch of parrots, and around bedtime they get cranky. Sometimes they're loud. (laughs) No problem. You know, technology is defined as the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. So what do we mean when we refer to technology in plastic surgery? How does that adapt to plastic surgery? You know, so when I first got started with lasers, because that was the first technology, it was in the mid-1990s. And we were part of a group called ASLAMS, American Society for Lasers in Medicine and Surgery. And that's where a lot of us kind of laser geeks get together and talk about things like pulse width and all sorts of things that are nonsense to the average uh, listener. Love it. But, but when you listen to the words, it's laser, American Society for Lasers. And basically, it's a lot more than lasers now. So we define technology in my world with of this non-surgical and surgical options are things that you plug into a wall. So in surgery, we often operate with a knife and a fork, you know, a scalpel, a pickups, a suture. You know, these are techno- these are things that you plug in that usually require electrical energy that help you complete a task or make a task better. And as we're talking about that type of technology, we could adapt that to face, to the body. Would you give us some examples of what's new in the technology world and how those tools are being used to enhance appearance or even for reconstructive purposes if you're doing that as well? Sure. So let's start off the face because I know you spend a lot of time talking about on the face. And for years and years and years, we didn't have much to do for body sun damage, pigment, red vessels, crepey skin. And when people came in, we did a great job on their face and lasered and, you know, worked on things, but they often had bad hands. And one of the areas that we 
started to notice a lot was decolletes because we all do a lot of breast enhancement surgery and get them looking better. Now people want to wear low cut things and their chests don't match their necks and faces. Yeah. And so for the listeners, the decollete is that upper chest and lower neck area that gets exposed with uh, a lot of our clothing these days. So in the past, we used things called intense pulse light, which was basically a large flashlight that gave different colors of light on the skin. And it was placed on the skin basically in a stamping fashion, meaning you would put it on the skin, it would fire, then you would move it to another place and it would fire which if you're really good and paid a lot of attention on the body, you could get a good result. But oftentimes people didn't do a good job with this and they caused streaking or they didn't line up their pulses correctly. It's hard and it took a long yeah, time. To do, like isn't it? A chest was yeah. like 45 minutes and oh, it's yeah. hard to keep your attention when you're talking and just lining up these things. And some people did a phenomenal job, but I would tell you that probably 98% of the people did a crappy job. So Cyton, one of the laser companies that I work with out of Palo Alto, California, and they're in my mind among the most ethical, top-notch Rolls-Royce technology out there. Everything's so well built. They have a device that's an upgraded IPL unit, and they call their IPL BBL, not Brazilian butt lift. It stands for broadband light, and it's just their name for IPL. And they have a device that's a called Hero that stands for high energy rapid output. And that is an IPL device that's used in a moving fashion on the body. It fires super fast all over the body. I did most of the development work for this. We started on decolletes, um, and then we moved to arms and legs and backs. I actually have one tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Ah, great. But this has revolutionized the game because you don't see the streaking that you saw before The energy levels used are lower, so it hurts less. And miraculously, you need far fewer sessions. Normally, if we were treating a decollete, I would say four sessions a month apart. And this will give you a result in one to two sessions. So at two weeks after your first session, you'll see a noticeable difference instead of waiting four or five months. So think mother of the bride needing to look good in their dress or, or bride. Sure. You know, so these are things that are quite remarkable. And, and it takes to do a chest takes like three minutes instead of 45 minutes. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And also one of the side effects is that if you're very pigmented, the device picks up on the pigment and creates a little heat. And that heat leads to some skin collagen and elastin changes, which leads to tightening. So some of the things that we found as a byproduct, we just expected this to be a pigment device. But when we started looking pictures, wrinkles got better. Excellent. And the darker you were, the better off. Or the more photo damaged you were, the more of a dramatic result you got from both tightening and both color. Pretty slick. Did you have any issues with post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation no, or anything like no, that? No, not at all. Not at all. The energies are low for this, so you weren't really burning anyone. And basically, they got red for half an hour, and then they went about their normal business. This is a zero downtime procedure. We don't use numbing cream. Just not necessary. Yeah. Super quick. It's, it's in and out. The development was fun to this because we got to play with a lot of technology. But once they had it out, it's, it was spectacular. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, and it's been out for a little bit too, hasn't it? But, it? but since COVID, the Hero came out since COVID, so like two years. But if anyone's listening, you know, they can go to Cyton.com and they can find that there's a physician finder and then they can find a practice near them. And it's pretty much all over the country now has this device. They've Excellent. sold quite a few units. So it's very readily and you can do it in the summer. You can do it while you're tan. You can do it, uh, you know, all year round. So really the restrictions we had in the past were not there. That's a big difference because we always used to tell patients, 
don't do any of these treatments during the summer when you're tan because we could right. have issues. So that's, right. that's a change. huge improvement. We just turn it down a little bit, you know, yeah. and, you know, kind of in sync with this is there's some been advances in hair removal as well. So now that we're talking about, you know, this is going to be on hopefully in the spring. So hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, you're getting to is towards the warmer months when people want to look better and they want to wear less clothes. Um, and some of the new site actually has a new hair removal system called Bear. It's a diode laser, and it's used for all skin types, from both light skin patients to darker skin patients. And going with the mode of going quickly, your underarms get done in like 30 seconds. We, we did my chest in like, like a minute and 30 seconds. And it's the same kind of in-motion type of device. It's a very mm -hmm. high-powered diode device with... Uh, you put some gel on for cooling, and it's got integrated cooling in the handpiece. Oh, that's nice for comfort. How many treatments are you recommending for the bear? You know, for hair is different because it's, you know, at least four or six treatments because hair can only be attacked in the growth phase. And your hair goes into different phases. It goes from growth to resting to falling out and back again. Yeah, it's a cycle. So it, you have to catch it in the growth phase of the cycle. That's why you need multiple treatments. But you will find that the more you do it, the hairs get finer. The thicker ones do real well f quickly, and then it gets finer and more sparse. And you might need some touch-up. You have to be aware that women and men who are on testosterone therapy might get a little bit of extra hair growth afterwards. You might need some more treatments. And people with some problems like ovarian PCOS and o other ovarian things that create testosterone um, may need some more sessions. But, you know, discuss this with your provider. Go through your list of medications, and you should get a super result. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, we've got the, the hero and the bear. And what else you got? Uh, I'd like to talk about tightening. Let's do that. Skin tightening. Be skin tightening. That's a big because, thing now, you know, I tell you. That's what everyone wants. I mean, yes. you know, for years and years and years, we did laser resurfacing on the face. And I know you talked to Jay Burns about that. And he's a good buddy of mine. I was with him last weekend. Um, and laser resurfacing is a phenomenal device to tighten basically your face. You're basically healing from the bottom up, and it gets rid of all your fine lines and wrinkles. Starting and, fresh. Yeah, it, it, it's just baby new skin. It gets rid of your precancerous lesions and does a great job, but downtime. Yes. Now, if you have someone with a lot of wrinkles, it's a leak, it's a week to heal, and you know you're red and peely, and you know it's it's for tightening. It's probably not the best thing. It's a great thing for like I always tell the patients. It's like pressure washing your your house. <laughs> you get rid of the dirt, and it cleans it up, and you, you know you look fresh, but. You know, for a while, we've been working with devices on the face primarily and now off the face to tighten skin. And the first one out there on the market was Ulf Therapy. Uh, we had the first one in the world. It was in 2009. We helped write all the protocols for this. And that was an ultrasound device that, that didn't break the skin, that put energy into the skin or just below the skin. Heat energy. Heat energy and caused a little burn zone in the deeper tissues. And that would lead to some tightening problem is 20% of the people didn't get any result at all. Mm. Some people got fat loss. It hurt and it kind of fell out of favor a little bit. And it wasn't a great money procedure because it was expensive and it cost a lot for the doctor to do and the people didn't really enjoy the procedure. Yeah. So the people who were behind the former Cineron Candela company out of Israel developed an upgraded device called SoftWaves. And it's a, basically an iPhone 13 version of all therapy, which is an iPhone 2. 
<laughs> and I think that's, that's the best way to describe tech. That's technology. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, we use something in '09. Maybe I had an old, you know, that's a long ago on a cell phone, right? But sure. there's a lot of doctors who are trying to pawn off stuff from '09 in their offices because it's sitting there and not being used. This is an upgraded device. It uses ultrasound energy. Um, but the focus is only in the middle of the skin, so 1.5 millimeters down. There's chilling on the skin. It's generally done with a topical cream anesthetic on your face. Mm -hmm, which is easy to apply. Yeah. And guess what? It doesn't hurt. That's wonderful. It doesn't hurt, and it takes maybe, maybe 20, 30 minutes to do a full face. One to two treatments, and this is for early signs of aging. This is not for someone who needed a facelift 20 years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. This is for someone who was younger, 30s, 40s, 50s, someone had a previous facelift, and just someone looking for a little bit of tightening. But again, you know, you really need to see if you're a good candidate for these minimally invasive things because they're not for everybody. Absolutely. And what about on the body, using soft waves? So, so we've been using soft waves on the body as well as microneedling radio frequency, and I know you touched on that in a previous show, but what that is is it's little needles that go into the skin and in most of the cases cause a little burn zone in the deeper layers of the skin that you can adjust on your device. So interestingly, if you look at the skin that's been treated immediately after either soft waves or uh, the microneedling radio frequency, the injury is pretty similar, a little burn zone somewhere in the skin. So we've been using these devices off the face as well, and it's not going to give you the result of a tummy tuck, but the results are fairly good on the arms and on the abdomen. So people with a little bit of laxity who are not really surgical excisional candidates or can't get one are doing these. And my associate, Dr. Jonathan Cook in Boca, is probably the world's expert on this because I let him treat all these patients. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm sure they're happy too. It takes a while to treat, so yeah. Well, you know, that's so nice about the arms because so many of our patients, you know, don't want a big, long scar yeah. from a brachioplasty and to have an option for something that is not going to shrink wrap the skin. That's what I tell patients, won't shrink wrap you, but if you can make some improvements, and especially sequentially and serially, then that's wonderful. And, and on the SoftWaves device, there's zero downtime. That's I mean, this nice. is truly a lunchtime procedure. You put your numbing cream, take your makeup off, put your numbing cream on, you get treated, and then at the conclusion of the treatment, you put your makeup back on and go to lunch. Have a couple of martinis. You're totally, <laughs> or go back to work. That's right. <laughs> So, oh, that's so that so that's sort of like the newest things that you plug into the wall. I mean, mm -hmm. when you talk about kind of going towards the, since we're on the body talking yeah. about tightening, um, we'll talk about MSculpt Neo, which is device by BTL Company, and this is a muscle stimulatory device that also has radio frequency in it. So. Basically, it was designed for the abdomen in the first generation device, and it, you do like 20,000 sit-ups or contractions in 30 minutes. The equivalent, yeah. The, the equivalent. So, the, And it basically, you put these paddles on, you see the muscles contract. It doesn't hurt. The first gen was just muscle stim. The second one had um, radio frequency energy in it to get some fat loss. That's nice. So that gets rid of the fat. And this is used on, you started on the abdomen and buttocks. You don't really want to lose a lot of fat in the buttocks mostly, so you turn down the radio frequency. But you want those glutes to stand up. And then you, they have applicators for the arms, for you can do biceps and triceps with this. So you can get a good workout, especially like, let's say you had uh, knee surgery and you can't get to the gym. It, it really helpful to kind of keep those muscles still alive. 
So you get muscle growth, muscle definition, and a little reduction of fat with it, which helps with muscle definition. Absolutely. The first generation device, we had trouble selling it because most people had fat and muscle growth. Mm -hmm. So this one does both, both together. And then how many treatments do you recommend for patients? It's usually a series of four treatments, but people often continue it more than that. And that's space, maybe two a week for two weeks. But people do space them in a little bit longer or shorter, and they also get additional treatment. Some people come in monthly for this. For touch-ups, yeah. So these are hot things. I mean, these are devices that not everybody has. With really in very little downtime. Oh, there's there's zero downtime. This is another thing. You come in, you go right to back to work. The the latest device, which I'm waiting for, which my close friend Barry DiBernardo has been evaluating, is a device called Ultimate Contour. And it is an ultrasound device similar to the soft waves we talked about. But these ultrasound waves are used in the skin to get rid of fat. And this is a completely, it sort of kind of breaks up the fat. I've seen the histology from this device. Mm -hmm. It's been excellent. Um, Ours is shipped, like coming to us very quickly, so we can't wait to use it. But from what I hear from my colleagues around the country, the results are are spectacular with this device. And so it's an external device, and we're reducing fat. Fat. Not for tightening, not for muscle stim. This is a fat device. So I'm interested in trying it on both heavier people and leaner people. Like, I'd like to try it on our Mm -hmm. athletes. I'd like to try it on me to see if I can get rid of the little stubborn fat I have in my abdomen that I can't cycle off on the Peloton. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Despite how you try. I try. I'm I'm fighting it. Interesting. And then how about uh, pain level with that? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. We tried it at a show. It was like really nothing with it. You know, and Barry tried it on himself before he got started with anybody, and he saw a significant result. So this is the latest thing that we're kind of working with. I mean, there's a lot of technology out there that we've yeah. been we've been doing. We actually have some abstracts at the Laser Society. One of the things else we're working on is an alternative to blepharoplasty. Ah, that'll be a big hit. And we're working on this slide deck. It's we have an abstracts at um, the Aslam's meeting coming up that was accepted. And this is using a laser that does these little excisions or cores of skin using a laser. And we use it on the eyelids in about, you know, we have 50, 60 people. And for people who've had a blepharoplasty who want a little touch-up or for people who don't want to be cut, it, it, you can't take the fat out. But really, we've seen amazing on things on the upper and lower eyelids that, in our opinion, is approaching that, that which you get with surgical blepharoplasty. That's impressive. And that's from Cyton. It's unnamed. It's not out yet. It'll probably be out next year sometime. It's a very big need. Yeah, the cartilage device, this is a device called Citrellus, which is on the market approved, but not really on the market. They're not selling it yet. They, they hope to have their launch um, at, in the spring of 2022. And instead of a laser, this is using needles to take out cores of skin. So use it on the face to start. We'll probably use it off the face as well. And we've done, we actually did a study on face and neck, and it takes like on 18,000 core biopsies of your skin. All needles are under the threshold of what, which is causes a scar. Very tiny. Um, Put anesthesia in, goes in your skin, it's like a sewing needle, and it takes out skin, and it's kind of bloody procedure. You look bad for a couple of days, but not too bad, and then the skin shrinks because you're actually taking out skin. Yeah, so as it heals, it contracts. It, it heals, it contracts. It's pretty cool, actually. It's really cool. That's, that's so, wonderful. So that's out there called Citrellus. It'll be very popular. Yeah, we did some of the early studies, and we hope to get our device soon once their new clinical device comes out. You know, if you want to switch tack a little bit, I'll, you know, now is where we have these technologies, and this is where they merge into 
you know, our surgical procedures. Um, the yes. one that we are doing quite a bit of, I did one just before I left the office today, is called My Elevate. So there's a physician in Beverly Hills named Greg Mueller, and he has been working on this project for about 10 years or so. And the company that he created was recently bought by Sinusure. So back in the day, you heard of Jim pa Vince Jimpapa. So Vince Jimpapa and Barry DiBernardo, probably in the 90s, wrote a paper calling, it's a suture suspension during a facelift. So basically while you're doing a facelift and the neck was open, you would put interlocking stitches from the center of the neck to the behind the ear to help define the jawline, keep it tight. And that was very popular procedure for a while. It kind of fell out of favor, but um, it was very popular. But Greg said, well, if he's doing this open, why can't I do this with some poke holes and threading a needle through there? So he went mm -hmm. through a lot of permutations and he came up with a light guided system that has a little light on it and a suture attached to the light. And then there's a variation of this called Elevate Plus, which is the same procedure with a little skin off behind the ear. So we have a procedure mm -hmm. for younger mm -hmm. patients and older patients. Um, I've done 193 of these to date in about two and a half, a little less than two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, that's I, impressive. I did three, this is my, I did two already this week and I have one, this, one tomorrow morning. So it's, it's, it's just very, very popular because it's done under local anesthesia, unless we're adding it to something else like a tummy tuck. Um, t the sure. regular elevate takes about 45 minutes. It's pretty slick. It's, it, they've done a phenomenal job with this. Um, I, we do training in our office one Saturday a month, so we trained a lot of people who you already know. And you didn't know you needed this tool until you saw the tool. Now you're like, how come? Oh, it's an electric screwdriver. How come I didn't have one like that? Can't live without it. And now. It brings in patients that we would normally say, um, you know, now you're not a good candidate. You're not ready yet. I yeah. have a friend in New York, a facial plastic that I trained a couple of weeks ago. He sent me a picture today, and I looked, and he goes, do I do I do this patient? What do I do? Or I send him on their way. I'm like, no, no, no. It's a great my elevate case. Yeah. She was young and just wanted a little bit more defined jawline and had a little bit of banding and like she was ideal for it actually. That's a great advancement and will be very popular. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's lots and lots and lots of new toys that are out there and that are coming. Well, I was, you know, going to ask you what some of the game changers were and you've already told me. So that's pretty fabulous. Yeah. The, the only other, the, the, and the, I guess the last one that we use, like this is during surgery is you know, during liposuction, which we use to take out fat with little tubes, kind of pretty, pretty much everybody knows what liposuction is now. You know, it started out in the 70s with physicians, plastic surgeons, putting little tubes in after first no tumescent, then tumescent fluid was placed. And that was regular through traditional lipo. And then in the 90s, ultrasonic lipo came out, which a wand put in the skin, uh, in the tissues, and it vibrated at a high frequency, and it melted some of the fat. And you got a little tightening because it generated a little heat. And I still use that vase, or is the latest one, for fibrous areas. But that was really what started the internal tightening during liposuction. And then we went to laser lipo, uh, water lipo, and then radio frequency like the Accutite I talked about. Um, so that's what we've done a lot. I've done almost a thousand of the radio frequency wow. cases to date. The latest one we're using, I probably have four or 500 cases of this now, is called Renuvion. Yes. Outside the U.S., it's called J-Plasma. So, and this is a radio frequency and helium device that creates a plasma gas, and a plasma is another state of energy. So this is done with a, with a liposuction. The order is a little different. You put your fluid in, you do your lipo, and then as a final step, you run this 
magic wand under the skin and it kind of gets puffy because a little bit of gas and it creates heat instantaneous heat which tightens the fibers so you take a woman who you looked at who's 50 something years old and you tell and you look at them and say look i can lipo you but your skin's going to sag mm-hmm. um and they'll be like no thank you right but with this it, it's not going to shrink wrap them but they're going to maintain the status quo meaning the mm-hmm. fat will come out and the skin will tighten enough that it's not going to sag that's really what people want. You know, no one wants their skin to settle after a right. procedure. So right. that's wonderful. So like in, in my office, unless you're 18 years old, you're getting Renuvion for your body. Body. I'm still using face tight on the face because the Renuvion probe current one is a little bit big on the face. But pretty much every single operative day, we use one of these technologies. So my office is very high tech with a lot of these things. We're always Pretty much every day we use some toy. Absolutely. You stay on the cutting edge, literally and figuratively. (laughs) It's also Florida. You know, Florida has a lot of, I do a lot of revisionary surgery. So a lot of things that went wrong or need tweaking. People come to you. Technology. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of secondary breast and secondary face. I mean, secondary face is just normally that got done in New York when they were, you know, 55 and now they're 65 and they want to tweak. So oftentimes we do my elevate, but the breasts are usually... Like both yesterday and today, I did capsulectomy cases with uh, AD, with pig skin, with stratus, which is a, a um, ADM. For suspension. A, um, it's a suspension and also reducing capsule rate. Yeah. So, you know, I do a lot of revisionary breast in the practice. Oh, wow. It's kind of fun. That's great. Yeah. What What is the breakdown of your practice? It's all cosmetic mm-hmm. and it's probably 40 face, 60 body uh-huh. and breast. Got it. You know, when I get older, hopefully I'm older already. I turn 60, get old, <laughs> feel old. Um, I, I'd love to just do breast and face, but lipo, everyone wants lipo. Yeah, I can't get away from it. Society. I mean, everyone, yes. you want to do our breast? You want to do your breast? Add lipo. You want to do your face? Add fat grafting. Yeah, so right. every every case gets lipo added to everything. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It's good. It's a good workout. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You keeps, know, you, that, keeps you fit. <laughs> On the big cases, it definitely is uh, keep you fit. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about so many cutting edge things. Is there anything that, boy, if you just had any technology developed that you could think of, what would you love to see that we just don't maybe have the building box for yet? Great question. The thing is, we are working on these tightening technologies. I would like to see them better. I want to see myself yeah. go out of business. Okay, that's my goal. I want, they're so effective. I want super, listen, liposuction is still the number one plastic surgery procedure, even with all of these non-surgical things, including M-sculpting, cool sculpting, and ultimate contour and everything else, but nothing has replaced liposuction. I would love liposuction to be replaced by something non-surgical. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes sense, right? And facelifts, I would love to make facelifts a thing of the past. You know, I yeah. would like to be able to tighten skin non-surgical. We're getting better with these coring technologies, but I don't think we're there yet. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Every year there's new That's advances right. that make things um, better with less downtime. That's the key. Absolutely. Well, and, and part of it is recognizing the need, which you clearly have your finger on the pulse of that. So, Well, sometimes. So well, then we ha- I'm at a stage now, which is fun, where earlier I got off a call on some technology that we're using to measure skin color, to be able to use different settings at different lasers and devices. So you'd read the skin and come up with better parameters to use, or so that basically we can have the device do all the analysis so you can't harm the patient. Yeah, so it, it takes the, the human error out of it. 
basically, it sounds like. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, that touches on one last thing I want to ask you about, and that is skin of color. Good question. Some of these technologies we've been talking about, uh, do you avoid certain um, machines because of pigmented skin? I love that topic. I love that topic because I was in Dallas this weekend doing some filming for Plastic Surgery Channel as well as I was at a Cyton event and I gave the lead off talk on the history of lasers at Cyton and how they've developed different things. And one of the things that I always say is that when I first went into practice 20 something years ago in, in Florida, I would say 70, 80% of our patients were Caucasian. They were skin types one through three from the Northeast looking to get some lasers, cosmetic surgery. Those are lighter skin tones. Lighter skin tones. But now I would say my Caucasian patients are 30, 40% across the board. We have Latins, we have Asians, we have, we have lighter skin blacks, we have darker skin blacks, we have Middle Eastern people, I mean, all over the place. And that's basically the reflection of the world and how, you know, we've changed and different ethnicities and different skin colors have different problems. You rarely see a, a African-American with wrinkles. You know, it just doesn't happen. The skin's mm -hmm. thicker, a little bit better resistance to wrinkling, but you will see darker skin types with spots. They get pigment. So that's one of the things that, so, you know, if you're really light skinned, right. you might have some pigment, but you've probably got a lot of wrinkles. You know, darker skin's better, it's thicker and more resistant to aging. So the newer devices have different options that we can use on darker skin types. Now, I don't need to treat wrinkles in darker skin types because they don't get you know, get wrinkles. But my favorite device for this is something called Moxie from Cyton. And mo what Moxie is, is it's a, it's a non-ablative fractional laser. So it's a laser that puts little holes in the skin that are not removing the skin, but causing little dead zones. Imagine you're walking on a golf course with spikes and uh, each spike kind of created a zone of injury and that's what these lasers do which stimulates this, healing which stimulates healing this particular device is spectacular for darker skin types and melasma which used to be a dirty word if you said melasma you'd be like oh man it's like we problematic pigmentation that. of the face yeah difficult it's hormonal usually but this works amazingly well so we use this on darker skin types i mean i don't care how dark you are this is an effective laser to treat your spots and the same thing with the hair removal systems, whether it's bare or other, other hair removal systems, many of them have attachments to use on darker skin types. So when you go into, let's say the bare screen, when you're starting, it's asking your skin color, your hair type, your hair color, how thick it is. And then it'll tell you the parameters to use. And they do have two different hand pieces, one for lighter skin, one for darker skin. So the energies are a little different. And other companies have 1064 lasers for darker skin types and hair for hair removal. So we don't care what color you are or where you're from. We could, we could, we have something for you. That's <laughs> wonderful. People will love hearing that. And is your post-treatment skincare regimen different for patients with pigmented skin? A little different. So, you know, one of the things we talked on earlier was going in the sun and not doing lasers and things in the summer. Well, I live in Florida. Yeah. It's hot all year round. Right. So one of the things, the problems we have is sometimes these stimulatory lasers create something called PIH or post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. 
So you treat someone, now all of a sudden um, their skin becomes darker because of this hyperpigmentation from inflammation. As they're healing, yeah. So it's important that in people of darker skin, and really anyone who goes in the sun, that they get on very good skin care right after these procedures, including bleaching creams and adequate sunblock and staying out of the sun. So, you know, practices that do this a lot have good routines where we plug them into the esthetician and get them treated quickly. It's much easier to prevent this PIH than it is to treat it. You can treat it, but it takes a couple of months and the mm -hmm. patients are generally unhappy. Absolutely. Yeah. They want to look good as soon as possible, not look worse. Well, you have given us so much information today, and that's just what we wanted. So thank you so much. And are there any final thoughts for the listeners about technology and plastic surgery in general? Anything you want to leave people with? I, I would just say do your homework. And then the, the one thing is that my preference when patients do their homework and then they come into the practice I like it, them to work on a problem-oriented approach, meaning like I don't like it when they come in and say, I want moxie. I would prefer them coming in and saying, I have spots on my face. What are my options to Good treat point. the spots in my face? Because a lot of times people are coming in and asking for technology that's in my laser graveyard. Ah, uh, yes. You know, because the internet, they'll look up and say, I want... So-and-so had a good result with this, so I want it, yeah. Yeah, I haven't touched it in five years. I can do it, but I got to see if it still turns on. Yeah. You know, but because just like, you know, where's your old iPhone? You know, either you traded it in or it's going to draw in your house somewhere. Right. Right? You don't say, oh, let's use our historical iPhone 2 today <laughs> because right. I feel nostalgic. You know, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. You go like, I have a better mousetrap. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's the thing. Think, whenever you think technology, think Apple, think iPhones, and think that, listen, if you're being treated, you want the latest, greatest things that are that have the most technological advances. That's what I want to use in my, on my ear with my phone and then my computer, and that's what I want in my office. Absolutely, and be open to new technologies. Yeah. Absolutely. And the age of the doctor is, especially plastic surgeons, is absolutely not a determinant of their ability and their interest in technology. I go to a lot of meetings. I give a lot of lectures. And, you know, sometimes I find guys and men and women in their 30s who are narrow and closed-minded, wouldn't touch anything because this is what they learned in their training in their 30s and 40s. And I meet 80-something-year-olds who want to buy the latest, greatest device, and they're smart, and they're interested, and they, it's their passion. Yeah. So don't, go by, don't judge a book by its cover. Just because someone might not fit your mold of what a doctor should be or what they have, they may be an excellent provider and up on new things. Those are wise words, and they're a great way to leave our talk today. Thank you so much, Dr. Jason Posner. Thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested. And while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded. Thank you.